Welcome back to Third Base Dugout, Season 3, Episode 18. Uh, a couple-week-long hiatus from recording that started with All-Star Week and kind of filled in the last week, too. Uh, we're finally back. It's a Sunday night, the Sunday night of the uh, before the week of the trade deadline, which is always my absolute favorite week of the Major League Baseball season. Um there's just a lot going on, and this honestly might be one of the most influential trade deadlines um, that we've seen, at least in recent memory, especially with Otani potentially being on the move. We'll talk about that. We'll go through our, our the top 15 candidates to get traded by um, Bleacher Report, and we'll go through and, and uh, name our destinations for them. And we'll also go through and name who uh, – Outside of the bottom three teams in each league, who will buy, who will sell, or who will stay put? We'll go through that. And then uh, we'll, we'll talk about some All-Star Weekend stuff. But before we do, make sure you go follow us on Twitter at Third Base Dugout. Get every episode and baseball news throughout the trade deadline. Uh, once again, we do hope you enjoyed the Dax Fulton podcast. As uh, it had, it's had a little bit of time to marinate. I haven't even looked at the numbers yet, but I know um, our interviews usually do uh, pretty well, comparatively speaking, to these episodes. So uh, big thanks for listening to that. I know we probably got a bigger crowd, so I'll go just say thanks in advance before even looking at the numbers. Um, gents, happy trade deadline week. How was y'all's uh, couple-week hiatus? My hiatus went very well. Uh, we won the championship in my slow pitch softball league, so we can finally go back to uh, consistently Monday evenings, uh, if that's what you guys would would rather. Nice. Um. So we got that going on, and and yeah, looking forward to hopefully hopefully an interesting trade deadline. Yeah, I'm I'm really hoping that it picks up a little bit of steam. Um. I'll talk about yeah. that in a minute, though. There was a quote from an MLB GM that, that concerned me a little bit. But, Mike, how's uh, how's everything with Danville, the Otterbots? You might have lost you. Everything is everything is great. Yep. You see me? Okay. Thank you. Um, everything is going great, man. Like, I've learned a lot while stringing. Um, like, I did not know that just because a runner reaches on the air means that if he scores, it's – automatically in unearned run. Uh, that's something that I learned. So me being, yeah. you know, thinking that I know a lot more about baseball, and I was like, dang, did not know that. Um, but, yeah, man, it's been fun to be around the ballpark, see a lot of young guys that, you know, could potentially be uh, drafted in the next year or two um, and have a chance to play and get to meet some of those guys. So it's been fun. Yeah, the – the ones that really got me when I uh, was the stringer for the Flying Squirrels was the team under. Now, that threw me off. I don't know if you've encountered one of those yet. And I, I don't remember how, like, what the stipulation has to be. But when I saw three options of earned, unearned, or team unearned, <laughs> I was ready to flip a lid. Yeah. I've seen it, just never had to use it. Um. But yeah, the earned earned the unearned runs and the earned runs definitely were throwing me for a loop. I was like, no, like, <laughs> you know, the guy reached on he reached on an E6, like to lead off the inning. 
But if he scores like on a double or a triple right after that, it's still technically an earned run because, you know, it hadn't been a possibility for the third out yet. Now, if other things happen and then he scores, which would have been the third out, then it's an unearned run. And I was like, had no idea. Um, so there were some guys whose ERA were a little bit more inflated uh, <laughs> at one point until they went back and fixed it. And they were like, yeah, by the way, these are unearned runs. Sure. Thank you. Appreciate it. So, <laughs> love it. I, like, I love it. Hope, hope, buddy, hope buddy didn't miss the All-Star game because of that. Uh, Crashing <laughs> their stock. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why does this guy have a 27 ERA? Look, I didn't tell you. <laughs> the defense should be better. Uh, right. <laughs> speaking of the All-Star game, though, uh, what were your thoughts on All-Star weekend? Um, I have a couple of thoughts. Uh, one on the Home Run Derby, one on the All-Star game, and I'll let you all go first. I think I think Seattle held a fun for what looked like a fun all-star break in general i think the stadium was loud and packed you know i feel like in la it was packed but not necessarily loud um but you know seattle was i think it was a good spot for them i want to give my my homer derby take real quick um i i think we need to go back to some form of the outs and Mm -hmm. everything it's virtually unwatchable it is yeah Exactly. I turned on the secondary broadcast, which was like a stat cast kind of thing. So I could see like the flight of the home runs, like computerized, like it was, it was not at all like a camera, but yeah, there was watching it on the regular broadcast. You're just watching a swing. You're not really watching the ball fly. Like you're not experiencing the home run. Like it's that I think we need to go back to that. Mike, really quick before you go, I I, I want to add to that. When they started this format of the timer, the pitchers were supposed to wait for the ball to land. Yes, and somewhere and I feel like that, that them not doing that has completely taken away from the production aspect. Yes, of it. some somewhere in the past since that came out and now that became less. Uh, it less started with forced. Pete Alonso, yeah. um, I believe, in Cleveland. And he was like the final round in Cleveland against uh, Vlad Guerrero. Like he just started rattling off home runs. Everybody's like, what is going on here? Um, because the like his pitcher just wasn't letting him land. And so now everything just gets thrown by the wayside. So, yeah, I'm with you on that, though. We need to switch the format somehow. Uh, Mike, what was your thoughts there? Be honest, didn't really have many. Like this was probably like the first year in a while where I really didn't tune in to the home run derby or the all star game. Um, excuse me, I was also working the night of the home run derby. Excuse me, uh, I was also working the night of the home run derby. But you know, like I said, I just wasn't like geek to turn it on. Um, but at least from the highlights and stuff that I watched, it was cool for Julio to put on the show that he did there. Yeah. Um, I did think it was interesting for Adley to hit from both sides of the plate in the round. I thought that, that was, was pretty cool. cool. That was yeah. cool. Um, but other than that, like, you know, I, I'm i not opposed to if they were to alter the format a little bit more, but I don't think that we're going to get that just because of the amount of home runs that have been hit. Like, you know, you got a guy putting up 40 in a round or so. Like, they think that that's good TV right now. 
you know, so they're going to keep that going with the timer aspect. Um, but then also bridging over to the all-star game. Did think it was cool to kind of, with no disrespect to um, Elias Diaz, but like to have seemingly a no name, you know, win the all-star MVP and, and to kind of put his name out there. Thought that was cool, but like I said, I didn't really tune in too much to it to see yeah. it. Um, so to add to that too, like it was like filled with no names. Like Yanni Diaz is not a household name, and he and he had what the other home run, I mm-hmm. think, in the game. Um, the first inning I thought was the coolest inning of it all. Like with the. Um, First ball hit out the right field. Adolis Garcia leaps and, like, crashes into the wall and catches it. And then literally the next batter gets hit to left field, and uh, Randy Rosarena basically makes the exact same play. Um, like, I thought that was really cool. Like, that was an awesome way to start the the uh, the home run derby. And then Freddie Freeman and, and I think Mookie were mic'd up at the same time. And uh, uh, Rosarena gets on base, and he's like, dude, you can't take away hits and then get a hit. It doesn't work that way. You got to pick one. Um, so I thought it was really cool like to hear some banner like that. Um, I love the um, matchup between Evaldi and Corbin Carroll, where both of them were mic'd up. Like Evaldi was mic'd up on the mound, and Cor- the inning extended a little bit, and Corbin Carroll got the bat while being mic'd up. Um so I thought that was pretty cool. Like they were like you you hear them, you know, say, Hey, like, congrats, man. It's cool. Like, like, congrats on the all-star game. And then like everything just kind of goes quiet, but like Ravich and Eduardo Perez are just kind of like giggling in the background because like they get to have this moment like where pitcher and hitter are mic'd up. Um so we continue to get these cool mic'd up moments at least. And so um how they'll continue to do that and to find new stuff will be interesting. But regardless, I think I think it is a really cool thing that they're able to do during the All Star Game with Mike and up players. So one one little change that I would make, um, and it's kind of piggybacking off of what the NBA does now, is I would have them pick their teams. Like, yeah, you still represent from, in a sense, the National League and American League, like in order to make the All Star Game, but your two top vote getters should pick their full team, or at least their starters. Right. Because, okay, so just imagine as electric as it was at the WBC with Otani facing Trout. Let's say they're both still there, but here's an opportunity where you get to see them face off against each other. Um, That to me would be kind of cool. You know, so. Yeah. Have it it be, you know, top two vote getters or whatever. They they had the like two rounds of the voting where the first mm-hmm. round was like the automatic in or whatever, like have those guys yeah. be some sort of captains and have them represent the league. Yeah. And if that team wins, that's the team that gets the home in the world series. Like, even though they might still pick their other team, but then it might get a little, you know, yeah. like, and, and all guys I, might be sandbagging on the AL team. Right. Like it might be yeah. get to like that. But. I wouldn't even necessarily like have it for that type of state per se of home field advantage. Um, because you have guys that, right. you know, it's always that moment of, you know, your team may win it, but <laughs> your team's not a, like a realistic chance of going to the World Series, you know, and you've affected that outcome. So I, 
I could go without it being that, but also like throw some prize money on it. Like, you know, a charity event in a sense of a million dollars per player to the winning team, 500,000 to the losing team. There is. Yeah. But let's say, I think it is a million. I think it's a million to the winning team. The losing team gets 300K. I think it is. Fair. But imagine that now when you're getting to pick your teammates. Like, yeah, it'd be cool. Hey, yeah, you know, hey, I want to, you know, who's going to be the first pick? Or I'm going to take, you know, Trout or I'm going to take Judge and like to be able to see them go against each other in that way or some of those fun teammate matchups of uh, like imagine Kershaw throwing against Freddie Freeman, you know, or something like that. That I think that creates some good TV as well as opposed to just uh, Kershaw facing you know, insert left-handed hitter from the American League. Like, it doesn't really have the, yeah. the same feel. So. I will say I wish they would go back to them wearing their team jerseys. I think that's a cool, like, niche thing in the All-Star game where, like, they're wearing, like, team but jerseys. Think about the money they make off of selling individual yeah. All-Star Yeah, like, no one goes out and gets, like, the jersey of the All-Star game. They get the – team jersey with the all-star patch on it right but the fact that some people might want it is the way is totally why they even do it yeah i don't know i think it's i think i i think it would be cool to have your jersey like you know so still having your team jersey whether it's home or away or even if you just say hey for that event alone um everybody's gonna wear their city connect jerseys like you wear your city connect jersey you know, home or away. Everybody needs to connect. Then, That's yeah, a problem. Okay. Um, but also have a City Connect, like City Connect and a City Connect alternate or at least a variation of it for the All-Stars. But mm-hmm. then everyone wears the All-Star hat. Yeah, like I, I, think, I think I definitely think they could like allow you to choose what jersey you wear. Like I think that'd be yeah. cool. Like baseball is one of those sports where like it really doesn't matter what jersey color you're wearing. Like you could like the home team and away team could wear a shade of blue and no one would care. Um, like well, they did this year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <But> like, <laughs> like the um, the Diamondbacks players wearing the Serpentines jerseys, and then the um, the Red Sox wearing their Boston Marathon shirts, like their, their jerseys. Like it's two shades of yellow, but like it's a cool way to show off like the jerseys that you're trying to sell anyway. Um, so, so one of the little add-on to that is the all-star jerseys, whether it's their team jerseys or the specific all-star jerseys, should also have their uh, players' weekends nickname on the back. Like I think that would be a should, cool little spin on They should do it. that again. Then they they haven't. Done in a couple of years, haven't they? No, they got rid of that was like last year. Yeah, that was like the specific player weekend where it's like, oh, you know, a Aaron, you know, for for Aaron Hook, Aaron Hicks, you know, but that was just on the back of like a Yankees jersey, you know, at the time. But if that's the All Star jersey, but you put uh, All Rise for Aaron Judge on the back, like that to me would be a higher seller than just Judge yeah. ninety nine on the back. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right. Um, let's wrap up All Star Weekend and talk about this upcoming week. Um, we're gonna play a little buy sell stay. 
and I'm going to go through a list of 24 teams and rapid fire. We'll, uh, uh, Mike, we'll start with you and then Coots and then I'll, I'll go. Um, and you're going to tell me if you're, they're going to buy, sell, or stay put. Uh, we're going to go by league. So we'll start with the national league and we'll start from the Cardinals up. So, uh, we're excluding the pirates, <laughs> nationals and Rocky. <laughs> Just rip off the bandaid, Mike. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We're going to start with the Pirates, Nationals, and Rockies because guess what, guys? You're going to be sellers. Um, so let's roll with it. Uh, Cardinals, buy, sell, or stay? Buy. What? I'm going to – okay, I know you said one-word answers, but I promise this will be quick. Buy with the intent of – it's going to be a weird buy. Like you're selling off some assets, but you're buying for one that's going to keep you more competitive than this year and set you up for next year. I think most of the time when we think sale, that's like a two or three year process. Like buy some guys, but also get rid of some guys to feel the the National League Central is winnable. I'm just going I to think, put it that way. I think it'd be more of what you're saying. It'd just be both is what you're saying. Yeah swapping out for ideally something else with maybe a higher ceiling. Yes. I I could see I, I think they are gonna make a lot of moves both buying and selling. I think they're gonna they're gonna move O'Neill. They're gonna move they're gonna move O'Neill probably for an arm and then maybe just little things here and there that maybe the the guy they get has a higher ceiling than the guy they have already. I will tell you two names that I think are, are gone. Um, like So you mentioned O'Neal. The top four guys that they're looking at are O'Neal, Jack Flaherty, Jordan Hicks, and Jordan Montgomery. I see a world in which uh, O'Neal is gone, Hicks, and Flaherty, but Montgomery stays. Right. I'm gonna at, the sa- at the same time, you're, you're going to want them to bring guys in for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna say they're gonna sell. Um for that reason. They're gonna sell, but uh not a full sell. It's gonna be more of a hey, we're gonna get rid of these guys who are struggling. Uh, a retool, but, not yeah, rebuild. Exactly. Exactly. They need these team these guys need new homes and these guys that we're gonna get in return can help us next year. Um so yeah, minor sell. Uh the New York Mets. Sale, blow it up. That would be wild. They just blew up everything. Sale, blow it up. Oppenheimer style. Yes. Blow it up. (laughs) There's no way around it. Because all Cohen's going to do basically this coming offseason is buy again anyway. So if you blow it up now, you sell off whatever you can, bring back some guys, not only that are going to help short term, but also, like I said, have control then you can now retool, but it's not even like a full retooling, but it's like you blow it up, but you're going to go buy some pieces to go along with what you just did. You know, in the offseason, you're going to buy some more pieces anyway. I think they're going to flip what they bought that didn't pan out while it still has some value. Absolutely. Because holding on to it to the end of the year won't get them anything. So, Yep. Um, Sell, sell, sell. 
sell Verlander, sell Scherzer, sell Robertson. Um, then call it a day. Everything must go. And then buy whatever you want in the winter. The <laughs> San Diego Padres is an interesting one, man. I, I'm on the fence. Uh, I'm going to say buy. I think they're going to buy because yeah. I don't think that um, their GM is it's going to be like a pride thing right now of, hey, let's buy. Like we made all these moves. Let's see if they work, if we add a couple more pieces. And then if not, in this offseason when we're going to lose some guys anyway, we'll just take that. And the qualifying offers that come with it to restock our farm. But I think they're going to buy. I think they I think they buy buy rentals. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um it's AJ Preller. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Him and Trader J. They're, they're gonna, gonna make three trades amongst each other. Yep. Yep. Him and, and Jerry, possibly but... trade the same player back and forth twice. Uh <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um yeah. Padres, especially uh one, two, or three against the Tigers this week. So it kind of kick started their um or sorry, this weekend. So that kind of kickstarted them back up. And uh, now they're only four games below 500. So <laughs> who knows? Uh, the Chicago Cubs. Three sale. games under 500, by the way. No, sale. Okay. Uh, I think they should stay put, honestly. I'm with you, kids. I think they should. I don't think, I don't think they should. I think they nah, I think yeah. they get rid of Stroman because I think Stroman would be the is. only one. Yeah. Stroman would be the Stroman only or, one. Stroman or I, could see. I mean Steele could maybe, but he might be too young. Um but Stroman does. I think, I think Stroman makes the most yeah. sense, and I think he's but, the easier one to sell regardless of yeah. or anybody like on that. 27 team. or 28. Is he really? Yeah. That's crazy. All right, well maybe yeah, some steel. Um the Miami Marlins, winner, winners of two of their last ten, and seven games over five hundred. I think they stay put. Yeah, yeah. I think the the Marlins are going to be a lot like. Um, or actually, I'll save it for for when it comes up. I yeah. Uh, uh, the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, seven games over five hundred, five and five in the last ten. Bye bye. It's not Brasky. It's going to be a very minor buy, if anything. Um, they know they don't have Reese Hoskins right now, and they're still in a good position to make the playoffs. Um, and they look at their three wildcard teams above them, and that's the Giants, the Diamondbacks, and the Reds. Feel like they feel they think they have a pretty good shot at the wild card um, because those are three teams that, well, the Diamondbacks have lost four straight, the Giants have lost five straight, so the. The Phillies are licking their chops right now. I think they they realize that they're not playing to their best ability. Yeah. And they know that they can be better. And yeah. they've and they've proven that they can be better. So I think they will their mindset is that they're in a better position than it may look like record wise and standing wise. All right, San Francisco Giants. I'm gonna go by. They're they're in buy mode in their franchise right now. They're just looking for stuff to acquire, like Arson Judge. I think. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think they are. Like we're not going to talk about him later. I'm going to give a hot take as to who is going to the Giants. 
Tim Anderson. I could see it. Yeah. That too. I, it crossed my mind when we, we talked about it beforehand, but um, I think you're right that the giants are buyers. I think they're buyers in a, to an extent. I don't think they, I don't think they want to blow up a farm to get somebody crazy, but I do think they're going to try to get people. You know what I'm saying? Well, look how winnable that division is. Right. Right. They're three games out of their division right now. And the Dodgers are so beatable. The Diamondbacks have fallen off the face of the earth since the All-Star break. I think it'll be interesting to see what they do. I think that's one of the trickier ones that we're, we're probably going to talk about. Right. I honestly think they stay pat. Because even for as much as they want to acquire stuff, I don't think that it's based off of a rental. And generally, that's what you're going to get right at the deadline unless you are moving a prospect with some control, you know, prospect plus the control that they have to bring something back for at least a little bit of control. Um, Because anybody that they try to buy from right now, the first name that's going to come up is Kyle Harrison. So that's going to be sort of like a no-go in some ways for them. So I can see them staying pat and then just buying over the offseason and spending the dollars that they were going to spend on Correa or Judge to bring in a couple guys. All right. Uh, these two are very intriguing ones. So really, the next three. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Eight games, 500, but two and eight in their last ten. By an arm. Mike? I agree with that. Uh, I arm. think they're going to stay put. I gave it one more year. Um, maybe this offseason buy, but I don't. I don't think. I don't think they're ready yet. And and by by that I mean like a lot of teams will be buying arms. I mean, go buy a big arm. Like, go get your cease. Go get your you know Lance Lynn. Go make a mm-hmm. like a splash. Stroman would be. That's what I. That's what I mean. Stroman. Yeah, any of them. Stroman would be would be very interesting in Arizona. Um, maybe, maybe we get Scherzer back there. Hmm. Yeah. Little reunion. The Cincinnati Diamondbacks. They are since Cincinnati. Sorry, new franchise. The Cincinnati Reds, nine games over five hundred, and won five straight after losing five straight. Retool mm. with your injured reserve. <laughs> yeah. Get get hey. Lodolo back. Get Hunter Green back. Retool from within. That, that's what they've been doing all year. They'll. I think that's what they should continue to do. Uh, I can see them buying on the fringe. Like, nothing too crazy, but I can see them buying a couple arms, probably going shopping for a bigger name reliever, um, which I'll tell that later. But um, I see them buying on the fringe. I don't think they're willing to sell off some of their assets that they're that would be needed to make a huge trade. They're going to buy, and I'm going to explain it later. The Milwaukee Brewers, 10 games over 500, half game up on the Reds in the division, and seven and three in the last 10. You said the Brewers? Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, this is a minor buy. It's the Brewers. They don't ever go full send. 
Exactly. I think a minor buy, go buy, you know, try your luck again at some power power bet. I actually take that back. They're going to monitor what the Reds do. Yeah. 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 The Reds start going, they start going. Um, I think that they, I think they buy regardless. I think they buy regardless of what the Reds are doing. And this is really just playing off of the fact of last year they sold Hader and some other pieces and didn't make the playoffs. And they were in a similar position and they decided to sell off a couple pieces. Um, I think in this case they go out and they buy. Mm-hmm. I think they buy regardless, just as a sign of good faith and live with the results of it. Um, but I don't think that they can have back-to-back years where they either do nothing or sell off some guys and not get like a good return back. I can see I can see them doing something that they make the move that we all look at and go like, you know, make us scratch our head a little bit and be like, why did they really need that? Or, you know, I, I could see an idea here. Like I could see them make it that move. Yeah. <laughs> um, can we agree here that the Dodgers and the Braves are buying? I don't Yeah. I think we're all in agreement there. Okay. Um, all right. American league. We're going to start from the Tigers up. So excluding the White Sox, Royals and A's, the White Sox probably – couldn't be excluded, but they're five games behind the Tigers. So if you're five games behind the Tigers, you're not doing something. Right. So um, we're going to just chalk the White Sox up selling every single person in their franchise, maybe even the franchise. Um, and we will start with the Detroit Tigers. Curious to hear y'all's thoughts first. I think they sell Lorenzen. But I don't think they really do much other than that. I mean, they saw Erod too. <sighs> yeah, I, I guess, think I guess it'd have to be guy. Lorenzen. Yeah, you're right. Erod is definitely Erod. Erod even, even more than are, even more than Lorenzen. Yeah, they they just called Alex Fajardo up today, and he went six innings and gave up no runs uh, to the Padres. So Maybe. I'm like ninety percent banking on the fact that Erod and Lorenzen are gone. And maybe Lang too. Lang could be. His value has diminished tremendously. Yeah, he did that to himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that was unfortunate. But Foley would um, be a very interesting one to go. He's been our setup guy, but is pitching to like a 170 RA this year. Um, so it would be very interesting. I think he would probably be our closer for the rest of the year if that came like if it came to fruition. But um, I personally think that the only ones that are going to go are Erod and Lorenzen. I, th- I think they're staying put other than that. I see a I world think, in yeah. which they move um, where they try to couple. I think they're going to try to find a way to get out of Javi's contract, get from under that. So Fine moving that with Fine by me. Yeah, moving oh, that yeah. With, with some money going the other way to basically buy a prospect. You know, yeah. it's going to sound weird. Like, they're going to send, like, 40 or $50 million along with Javi, yeah. you know, over to somewhere else uh, and essentially buy somebody's prospect just to get from under that contract. I'm going to give you the most ideal situation that comes along with that. Javi Baez is off of the Tigers. Then 
You get at least six miles between all of them. Yeah, I've got no idea who would go to shortstop. Maybe Zach Short. I don't know. But who would come up would be Colt Keith. If Colt Keith uh, comes up to the Tigers and Javi is gone, I personally think that the Tigers would actually be better than Javi being in the lineup. Yeah. Um, I agree. If they if they could get out of Javi, I think that would be that would change everything for them. It would be nice. I, I yeah. hope I hope that you're right, Mike. I, I really hope that you're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's uh, some hidden coach out there that thinks he can fix them. I <laughs> I seen some earlier where he was like he was trying to transform himself into a patient hitter. Mm. Um, where he sure. wasn't so just swing happy. Taking pitches right down the middle. Hey, that's patient. Literally started taking not, pitches right down the middle pitch. and then would swing at sliders away later in the at bat after yeah, he yeah, down one. Just not his pitch. Guys, it's <laughs> awful. Um the Cleveland Guardians, this is such a weird one. Um the Guardians are currently one game below five hundred and three games out of the division. I think they buy to uh I think they buy like the way I was saying the Phillies were, but to a lesser degree. Do they, they still? Uh, actually, I'm not going to give anything away there. No. no, just that the Indians. I think they too believe that they are better than what their record in the standings show, and that they're not playing up to that. Another bet, you know, Josh Bell obviously panned out as much as they thought they had in that way. I think that's what they do, but to a lesser splash than what I was saying the Phillies might. Yeah. Mike? I think they sell. I think they sell. Um, Knowing that even if they make it, like, yes, in the playoffs, it's really about run prevention more than run scoring. Um, But I don't think that they see themselves really being a serious contender, even if they get into the playoffs. I see them more as like, uh, hey, we'll see what type of thing happens. It's like they're not going to go into any series in the playoffs as a favorite with a chance to to really advance. Um, they're going to face a team that's by far better than them, whether they're in a wild card or the division. Um, so I think that they would sail to try to not be in that mid-tier, but get closer to – getting some assets back. Uh, they're going to sell a really big piece. Mm-hmm. Just basically going to stay put on that. Uh, which is going to be a very strange concept. But they basically have already said they're going to trade this guy. So, um, Seattle Mariners, Jerry DePoto, they're going to buy, right? Yes. It's Jerry it's all that Jerry knows. That's all he yeah. has to do. Yeah, that's Jerry DePoto. It's in his blood. Uh, are we all in agreement that the Angels are going to sell? I hope, I hope they do. <laughs> yes. I so hope they do. Are they going to stay put? <laughs> <laughs> it would. That's another thing. I so hope they 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 go out and sell the the whole thing, <laughs> but you could. I could also dude, see them just not do anything. So this dude better sell the franchise. 
It's good to see. No, we're still in it. We're still in it. We have a chance. Yeah, no, dude. It's he has to sell the franchise if he doesn't trade Shohei Otani. Comes at you first. Um, the New York Yankees. Bye. Yeah. Have to. They, they don't know anything else but to buy. I think they would lose their entire fan base if they didn't. Um, the Boston Red Sox. They are six games over five hundred. Two games out of wild card. Stay put. I don't want them to do. I don't want them to do anything. I'm with you. The division is much. This is the, the team that's not winnable, to, and probably the wild card is not attainable. Yeah, right, this is the team I was going to relate to the Marlins, where it's just you're already playing over your heads more than you expected. Yep. Don't don't see this as an opportunity to make a World Series. You know, make a put like don't don't lose anything from the farm that is, you know, it they it's not notoriously a good farm. Yeah. It just has become one very recently. So let's hopefully keep that yeah. and see what can come out of it. Uh, quick side note. Did y'all see the Raphael Devers graphic? What do you mean? Uh, I think it's like since the start of 2019 or something. I think it's 2019, 2018, something like that. Raphael Devers has made like 108 errors and the next – or like it's like a third a third baseman. So the next closest third baseman to him has like sixty three errors. Jeez. Dang, <laughs> He's I gotta find it because I think I sent it in that group chat. That that that's what made me scratch my head a little bit when we got Justin yeah. Turner. Here you go. And um, I was like, most errors at third base since the start of twenty eighteen. Rafael Devers has one hundred and eight errors. Eugenio Suarez has sixty five. But what I was going to say was Justin Turner is, you know, it doesn't take much to be a better defender, but I would have met, I would have thought we would get a, you know, maybe a younger, if we were ever, I didn't think we were looking to have a guy behind Rafi or DH that, you know, JT's doing, but yep. if we were to, I thought it'd be a younger guy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I guess, yeah. it, you know, Rafi's young in himself, so maybe he can figure it out, but. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, Mike? I think they stay pad as well. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't think they need to do anything. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays, I am full buy mode from them. I think you just yeah. try to scavenge up some, maybe some starting pitching um, and some bullpen help, even though they've got one of the best bullpens in baseball, surprisingly. Um, yeah. wouldn't have expected that coming into the season, but they have blown the least amount of saves in all of baseball. So, at I least see per- them going to get the least percentage of saves, not the amount of saves, but I could see them going to get one of your, one of your Cardinals, Mike, either Jaymon or Flaherty, and see if you know they can make something of them. Wow, you know Manoa gets back on his feet, and uh, you know some other guys just to have that security in a in a four or five. Yep. Um, Mike, bye. The Blue Jays. Yes. Yep. Um, Astros, bye. We're on a crane, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, Tampa Bay, I, I guess by, I mean, they're going to get some weird people that they're just going to come up for 103. And they're going to buy in the most Tampa Bay way possible. Yeah. Buy like Brent Rooker. Right. Um, but let's see. The Minnesota Twins. This is going to be such a weird team. It's going to be a very – I don't even know what the heck they're going to be after the deadline. Uh, I feel like they're going to definitely go get some some uh, uh, lineup help, I guess. I think – yeah, I think they're going to try to get – They've got a three really good starting pitchers. I mean, you've got Sonny Gray, you've got Joe Ryan, you've yeah. got Bailey Ober, um, or Bear, however you say his name. But, like, after that, like, it just – the bullpen's pretty good in the back end. You've got Yohan Duran. You've got um, uh, Jorge Lopez. Uh, you've also Griffin got Pablo Jacks. Lopez in the um, in the uh, rotation. Rotation. Uh, they've also got that. Uh, who's the? Is it Brock Stewart? Is his name the reliever? That's been dicing people up. Um, yeah. yeah, I think they just need hitting help overall. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and I think they. Maybe get somebody to help. I don't think the whole Michael A. Taylor being Buxton's backups really panned out too well. So maybe they go get somebody for that and maybe another platoon guy to switch out Gallo with because I think they may be relying on Gallo a bit too much. But other than that, I think this is their division to lose. So, All right. Uh, Mike? Yeah, they're going to be weird. Um, <laughs> I can see them buying just to try to create more space in their division. Yeah, watch out for those pesky Tigers. Yeah, them too. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I don't know. I mean, that uh, <laughs> like this is probably the most perplexing one where I'm like, because in some ways, it's like, does it really matter? Right? Like, yeah, like they're definitely. The does most it matter if they're buying? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think it. I think if they if they start buying, it's for you know looking in the in the playoffs and beyond. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. The last two. I. I mean, the last one actually is very interesting. The Rangers are going to be heavy buy, right? Mm-hmm. Um. I think that they are full throttle in that ALS. They don't want to let the the Astros catch up. Um. The Orioles, very notorious for not doing anything at the trade deadline. Um, they have never been much of buyers. They've never really been much of sellers. Even in their rebuild years, they weren't really much of sellers. Um, I, I I would guess this will be a, a buy situation um, from a starting pitching standpoint. But other than that, I mean, their lineup is so good. Um, maybe you might go get a bench bat. But otherwise, I don't think – I don't think the Orioles are going to really do much hitting from a hitting aspect. I think it's all going to be starting pitching. I think they go get one – I think they go get two starting pitchers. I think you're exactly right. I think the only moves they make is to go get pitching. And that will be from – they're absolutely loaded farm yeah. that even if they do sell some of them, that they will still be heads and toes the 
best farm in the in the MLB. So I've I've been talking about a trade with an or with a friend of mine who's an Orioles fan that I will talk about later for the Orioles, and it might make some Orioles fans pretty excited. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that. Actually, it's, is it is it a Japanese short starting pitcher? <laughs> no, but well. They did get Shintaro Fujinami. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think I think O's fans might want maybe a more famous uh, <laughs> Japanese pitcher. Uh, the Orioles did trade for Shintaro Fujinami, though. Uh, good bullpen help, potentially. Uh, he's blown up in his two outings with the Orioles so far. So it is really tough to tell how that trade's going to pan out. But he does throw 100, and they can use him in, like, the sixth inning. Um in non-leverage situations, I think would probably be a good fit for him. Uh, the guy's huge, though. He's like six foot eight, so that's fun. He and the mountain can get along pretty well. Um, yeah, that's that's Orioles trade talk there. Uh, let's go into this article by Bleacher Report. Uh, this was back on July seventeenth. So six days ago, as we're reading this, and now let's dive into it. So we're going to start with number fifteen on the list, and we're going to say where these got. Where is our destination for these guys? Um, obviously, this could take a little while, so let's condense it slightly a bit. Um, but let's start with Jordan Hicks, right from the St. Louis Cardinals. Playing throwing right-handed reliever could be in a setup role. Probably not quite consistent enough for a closure role. Uh, he's actually been really solid on that closure role lately with Helsley being out. But um, oh, my yeah, man, yeah. Kutek, wow. kind of just jumped the line on that. No, go I ahead. I, I, I just <laughs> thought of a team that I think might fit well. I want to see if I you were about to say what I'm going to say. Yeah, two teams – but I'll pick one. Uh, I'm going to go the Rangers. Oh, son of a gun, man. Oh, that's not who I was thinking. I was thinking the Dodgers. That, that was my second team on there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, was literally, I was literally sitting here in my head. I was like, who could use a flamethrowing righty? The Texas Rangers could. Like, <laughs> yeah. The Dodgers were like my number one, and then I put slash Rangers, but I'm leaning more towards the Rangers. Just from a Cardinals fan Cardinal fan perspective, I think that we would be able to get a little bit more out of the Rangers in that trade than we would the Dodgers. So it would be go. so fun to see Jordan Hicks in a playoff situation. <laughs> Why like, would have whoever's whoever's a fan of the team he's on would have have to sit down with strap in, you gotta buckle yes, up. <laughs> buckle into some sort of machine. Yeah. <laughs> Have oh, have the uh defibrillators. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. That would be so fun. They're just him chucking like a hundred and three mile an hour sinkers into the dudes. Um right. that'd be fun. No, I I am I'm with you on the Rangers thing. So I'll 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 double that. Uh Coach, you got Dodgers there? Yeah, they right. I just think that would yeah. uh Eduardo Rodriguez. I'm gonna go ahead and uh Give my pick. I'm going to unite him with the other Rodriguez. I think he's going to Baltimore. 
Baltimore was the first one on mine, but I also see him being a fit in San Francisco. Okay. I was going to say the Houston Astros. I would enjoy that for him. I was just good. I, I, I think – would deserve that. Losing Luis Garcia and – I said it a while ago, Christian Javier not looking like the Christian Javier that we knew from the playoffs last year. And it has stayed put and become more prevalent. Anyway, I will say, though, having, those Astros pitchers do become like – just finishes. Sandy yes. in the playoffs. <laughs> yes, but to get there, I think they do want a little more sure thing rather than the young guys that they've been relying on, such yeah. as Hunter Brown, J.B. France. And, I mean, I, I can say Framber, I guess, but I think he's the one that they've been – if they don't get anybody, they're going to have to lean on him the most. So my, maybe, uh, my honorable mention there is the Philadelphia Phillies. Oh, wait, Coots, where did you have him going? Houston. Houston. Brian, where did you have him going? I had him going to Baltimore. Okay. I'm actually taking a page out of Coots' book. I'm actually writing stuff down. Uh, so, uh, oh, good. Uh, please keep track of that. Yeah, because I haven't written down anything yet. Um, Kyle Hendricks is a weird one. Uh, I'm going to say he's going to stay put. I don't think the Cubs are going to get rid of him. It's a weird person to be yeah. 13 on this list. Yeah, I think. How about instead, let's talk about Lance Lynn. Let's say Lance Lynn instead of Lance Lynn. Isn't isn't he? Wait, lower? Can we go? Yeah, he's twenty two. So uh, I think more teams would be more inclined to get Lance Lynn than they would Kyle Hendricks. Yeah, we we can I actually had it. Let's say I actually had a name for for Kyle or a place for Kyle. Okay. Tampa Bay. Oh my <laughs> god, he he would he would jump up to like ninety five. <laughs> That is true. I, I like that. Yeah, I would be throwing like 95 on our splinters. <laughs> true. But uh, I think that just for at least everything that I've heard, just from him being a, a cub for the last few years, like he's so analytical and like he's such a smart thinking guy uh, that Tampa Bay would actually fit him because they, I'm not saying he's going to randomly start throwing 95, but they may get more out of him. Um, and the fact that he will be flexible enough for their organization to start some games and even be an opener or middle guy following up somebody. <clears throat> and I think that they will probably be able to squeeze the most juice out of him. Using using Kyle Hendricks as an opener throwing 86 would be hilarious. Yeah. That would and be I can see, hilarious. I could see Tampa Bay doing like Usually it. you want to, you know, you want to make guys a little bit uncomfortable in the box, throwing somebody that throws like 98 to 100. No, no, no. Here's, 90, here's 86 with sync. It makes the, the actual starter coming in after that it. makes right. them, that guy look a lot, yeah. a lot But then the next guy that comes in is throwing. Now just imagine if they had. On now just right. imagine if they still had Ryan Yarbrough. You could just you could just back to back them. You could piggyback them together. One throws eighty six from the right side. One throws eighty six from the left side. <laughs> Everybody sees batting yeah. practice today. Um, uh, that's funny. The Rays. That would be a very hilarious fit. Uh, Scott Barlow, the Kansas City Royals closer. Um, they already gave up one of their closers this season. So would be interesting to see him to see Barlow move. Um, I do like it, and 
I, the first team that popped into my head was the Atlanta Braves. Um, I, I think that they really the only thing they're gonna they're gonna go get is bullpen help, because um, their bullpen's gone down with a lot of injuries. Matzik obviously had Tommy John, AJ Minter just went down, um, so they're gonna need some bullpen help. So I think they might go get Scott Barlow. Would be an interesting piece. I thought them as well as I think this is one of the guys that the Yankees go get hmm. um, to solidify that back end. Ooh, that's been a little shaky. He would have to go to Sarah. Hmm. Um, but I, I think I think that was, other than the Braves, the second team that came on. Yeah. Mike? Uh, I have Houston. Hmm. I have Houston. Nice. Just bullpen you to death right now. <laughs> yeah, they need it. They need it. Uh, really, here's another interesting one. Max Scherzer. Whoever gets him gets a $43 million salary, in case anyone's wondering. So be wary when making your pick. Uh, I, mean, I mentioned it earlier. I, I, I think the Diamondbacks end up doing something like this, if anybody. I don't think I don't think he moves, but if anybody were to, I think it would be maybe the Diamondbacks, maybe the Dodgers again. Um <laughs> To be fair, he's going he west. Player, he does have a player option after this season, so I'll yeah, he's that. going out west. Um, I had two teams, but the more I think about it, that first team really doesn't seem like an option just because they're in the division. Um, I was thinking Atlanta at one point. That would be, nuts. but I'm ac- <laughs> but I'm actually going to go with Toronto. Uh, I think Toronto might settle. Can we pause for a second before you elaborate? <laughs> I don't on think Toronto? the Braves would welcome him. The Braves honestly. would take that forty-three million dollar contract and somehow make it like thirteen million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they do the they do the do, the de- hobby deal. He would decline his player option, re-sign with the Braves for four million dollars a year, <laughs> and have it stretched out until he's like ninety-five, getting paid <laughs> a million. <laughs> But on the right, books sorry. right now, it looks great. Elaborate uh, on the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, I think that this is their like big buy move to try to really make an impact in that division, and I can see that being sort of like a at least adrenaline boost type of situation to put them over. But they also have so you got um, Jose Barrios, Kevin Gaussman. Um, at least those two guys at the top of it, you throw Scherzer in there, however you want to slot them, one, two, three. Um, that solidifies a lot of time, like that down the stretch um, pitching rotation that can really make it tough for teams to score on, especially if you can even get him to be, you know, part of what, you know, his baseball card shows him to be. Then I think that you really come away with a steal right there. And I think if you're willing to eat most of that contract, the acquisition cost, you know, doesn't hurt you that much. Yeah. And for the most part, from my understanding, they got pretty clean books. Like they don't have any like outrageous contracts. So having him there doesn't really hurt them too much, especially with a better player option. He comes off the books that 43 million is going to open right back up to do more in the offseason. All right. Uh, on to number 10. Close Wait, who, who did you have him going to? Uh, oh, yeah, sure, didn't sure. say anything. Oh, I didn't say anything. I think he's staying yeah. out. I, I, I don't think anyone's going to take that bait. 
They're, someone's everyone's just going to leave the Mets with forty three million dollars to pay. It'd be, no, yeah, I don't. It's very possible they don't even get like nobody reaches out about yeah, it. No, no one's going to be like, yeah, I want that contract. It is, come, it come, is come so in the cards that that that, that happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's going to have a player option. He's going to decline that player option, and then he's going to get a much cheaper deal in the offseason. Um, Somewhere every, in every team, all twenty nine other teams in baseball know that. <laughs> uh, or he's just going to retire. He could, yeah. retire, honestly. Uh, he's a surefire Hall of Famer <laughs> at this point. Um, David Robertson. There's no way that if I'm in that position, I'm turning up 43 million. Like, I'll pick up my option and then just <laughs> pitch for a whole year. Like, I'm going to get money. Like, I'm not going to leave that on the table. But. Uh, you said David Robertson. Go ahead. Yeah, David Robertson. Um, on me? Brian. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, never thought we'd see the day. Yeah, that's a first. Oh, no. I really hope that that just continues to record. It paused? Uh-uh. Yeah. Okay, thank goodness, man. Oh, my God. Oh, wait. It says recording now. Oh, okay. Are we good? All right, there, we're good now. Y'all are actually okay, it definitely now. It good. definitely said recording paused. Okay, that I thought it said crazy. recording stopped or stopped, like it does when we end. Yeah, yeah. Oh no! If it's recording it says, stopped, like when we end, then but it says recording up there though, so maybe it just did pause until you came back. We're gonna find out. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna find out. Either, either we're gonna pick up with David Robertson or they're gonna hear everything. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, David Robertson. Um, wait, did you hit record again? Because I didn't get the little message. No, it's meeting it, 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 but it says it, it says it up in the corner. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, good luck. I don't know. I think my Wi Fi like was just terrible for like a 45 second stint. Yeah, we expected that in the old man's Wi Fi, but I, dude, I know. I don't know what happened. I just turned my PlayStation off just to make sure like it wasn't just uh-huh. up the Wi Fi, but like my phone, I turned the Wi Fi off of my phone like before the show even started. So um, I don't know what's going on, but uh, David Robertson. Uh, I think here you're looking at Tampa Bay. You're in agreement there, my friend. Yeah, I think Tampa Bay goes for David Robertson. Be a really good late inning option for them. Would instantly become their closer. Um. Yeah, I want to say I want to say uh, I'm gonna double up here and say the Dodgers get a reliever, and I'll say the Dodgers can. So right now you have them getting Hicks and Robertson, or yeah, I think it would be one or two, Either or, or one okay. of one of them. Yeah. Um, I have Tampa Bay as well. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, Jordan Montgomery from the Cardinals. Here is my Minnesota Twins doing something. Ugh. Don't know what else they'll do, but this is them doing something for a fifth starter. I think this is this is the guy that goes to Toronto. Hmm. Hmm. I think. Um, the, the bridge guy for Manoa. 
So because at first I didn't know that stay was an option, I had him going somewhere, but I'm going to change that to stay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to change that to stay. The, the team that I had written down, though, for him was Houston. I had Houston being the destination if he's moved. So All right. I'm going to stick with you. Eh, no, I'm going to stick with you. Either way, that's the <laughs> team I had written down, whether it happens <laughs> or not. Oh, we never would leave the mystery thing. I love it. Uh, okay. Cody Bellinger. Who's kicking it off? I'll, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go say, going back to my Cubs thing when I said they weren't gonna do anything. I think he was, he was part of it. Where I was just thinking he, it, I think Strowman's the only one to leave the Cubs in this window. Is what I'm saying. Um. Got two teams. I will throw out one and then show you my honorable mention if nobody picks it. I know you're gonna pick mine. I'm actually gonna go the Phillies. Oh, okay. Wait, the, the Phillies. Phillies getting a defensive outfitter? Dude, but yeah. they're gonna bank they're gonna bank on his upside that he's had this year, which he's had a pretty good year. Like I can't even knock him. He's had a really good year, but you put him out in the outfield now, especially after you have moved Bryce to right uh to first base. But, you know, you also now have a guy that can play first to give Bryce some days off um, and just let Bryce DH at times. But Ballinger, at least for namesake-wise, I think it's the type of guy on this list that Dombrowski goes after to try to improve them. Because really, let's just be honest. Like, yes, Brandon Marsh had a pretty good postseason run. But if you're looking at the playoffs, who do you think that you trust more in that moment Brandon Marsh or Cody Ballinger? Things going to go after Ballinger. Yeah. <clears throat> Cody Ballinger will be going to the Seattle Mariners. I think that works. I have no explanation. My honorable mention sure. was the Yankees. That'd be fun to unite the uh, what are the 2018 MVPs? Well, Ooh. I was going to say or, uh, rookie of the year? Go, in, go into uh, Milwaukee and then have the Yelly Belly. You, you have it. That'd be a, a That'd be fun. teammate. Yeah. That'd be fun. No, they would sell t-shirts for that in the Yelly Belly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shane Bieber is going to the Atlanta Braves. I think since this article came out, he's gotten hurt, though. Yeah, no, the, it, it says in the article that he uh, <clears throat> uh, sidelined with right elbow inflammation and will be shut down for the next two weeks. Okay. Um, by the way, sorry uh, to circle back to Cody Bellinger. He's on a one-year $17.5 million deal, so it's a wrap. Yeah. Um, Shane Bieber. Um before the injury, I was saying that this is the guy that the Orioles get. Hmm. Um, could still be the case, so you can mark me down as them. Um, but now I I don't think he's going anywhere. But I'll say the Orioles step on. <laughs> hmm. uh, I have him going to Arizona. Hmm. I'm going to Arizona. Where his career will career will die. <laughs> hey, 
It's got to happen somewhere. <laughs> it's got to happen somewhere. <laughs> at least I have a headstone uh, out there. I at least have hope for Shane Bieber that he will just become a Cy Young again in Atlanta. That'd be fun. That rotation would be so gross in the playoffs. Can we talk about that? Sure. The fact that Charlie Morton probably wouldn't even crack that rotation in the playoffs is stupid. But the crazy part is, even in their current rotation, Charlie Morton may not crack it oh, because he they. Yeah. No, I'm gonna tell you why though, because they have generally used him in like those awkward situations, like either piggybacking a guy or coming in in middle relief and throwing. Because again, we know the playoffs they shorten ro- they shorten rotations of how many times you go through. So Charlie Morton has like that type of arm where he can throw, you know, three innings today, and then have a day off and come back and throw three or four the next day. Um, so I think that that would be something that they would move him to the bullpen and say, hey, we're going to Charlie Morton you. I'm just saying, with Shane, with Shane Bieber in a playoff rotation of Max Fried, Kyle Wright, Spencer Strider, and take your poison of Mike Soroka or Charlie Morton, that's gross. The all-star gets left off? <laughs> Bryce Elder. Oh, my God. Yeah. I Yeah. I, it, it's endless. I think out of that group, though, Soroka's probably the one that gets left off. I agree. For this year, I think Soroka's the one that probably gets left off. I think so. Uh, I think it'd be a, probably be Chucky and uh, Elder. I think they moved to the bullpen. Ooh. Elder might not. Well, <laughs> Elder just doesn't feel like a postseason pitcher to me. So maybe Shane doesn't go to Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say they already have. I don't know, man. Um, okay, Marcus Stroman. So I was really uh, just trying to pick like one team per player. So it's yeah, like I think I'm going to double back one. here. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to double back on this one as well. Uh, I think he goes to Toronto. Goes, ding, back ding, ding, ding. goes back to Toronto. That's wow. what I'm saying. That's what I was thinking too. Right. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. It's sort of like his personality and flair fits at least their team right now. You know, to sort of have him with Jose and Kevin Gosman, even if you don't get Scherzer, which is a very good chance that Scherzer is going to still be a Met, that Strowman would be like the electricity that they look for. And they're starters. Like, not that he's going to punch out 13, 14 guys, but he's going to be himself in that rotation. Uh, I, I've been saying it for a while that I think he's going to go to the Diamondbacks, so I'm just going to stick with it. Um. If, if for some weird reason he just strikes me as going to Arizona, I don't know if anyone ever has struck me as going to Arizona, but I don't know because you literally just said it's where rotate where he goes to die or something like that. For, for name name one that. pitcher outside of Randy Johnson that has gone to Arizona and their career has not died. Uh, though he's not a you know. Okay, okay, like like got gotten traded to Arizona. Let's put it that way. Schilling. Didn't he get traded there? Schilling? Yeah, he got traded there, didn't he? I don't think that's after his good years. 
Yeah, I mean, he won. That's when they won their World Series with with him and. Yeah, actually, with him and I Ray. do think you're right about that. Okay, so outside of the early 2000s, I mean, Madison yeah. Garner, he's practically worth uh, Zach Davies, I don't know if that was ever a career, but his career's dead. Shelby Miller curled up and died in the Dansby Swanson trade. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Let's hope Zach Gallon gets traded somewhere at some point. <laughs> All right. Uh, ooh, this is a fun one. Jimer Candelario. Coach, you're muted. Sorry, I was telling my dog to go use the bathroom. No. <laughs> um, I think Heimer, I think he goes. I feel like this is a Yankees thing thing that they're going to try to bolster the lineup. Bound to, right? Like, I feel like the Yankees are the best option here. They have no third base options currently. Yes. Yes. Zero. I think is that who you, you were saying that's yeah I, I I hadn't really thought about it because I hadn't really even looked down this far down the list but um yeah the first first team that comes to mind is the Yankees yeah I agree um not for me <laughs> I have them going to Miami you I have them going to the Marlins because they're, they're in the same situation yeah say what why because they're Enjoy production over there. No, he plays short most of the time now for them. He's a short. Gene Segura plays third. And Luis Arias is only at second base. Gene Segura, known 30-base stealer for the Diamondbacks, Gene Segura. Yeah. That was an immaculate great answer, by the way. Yeah. Um, um, but production-wise, I think that they can probably try to squeeze – a little bit, little bit more out of there. Even if they still have Arias DH, you know, from time to time, um, because their outfield defense actually isn't bad with the guys they already have out there. From um, Jesus Sanchez, I believe, plays a little bit out there, but Brian De La Cruz, uh, Brian De La Cruz, you got Jazz coming back at some point. Um, this is a like a under under the radar type of move to kind of see for them it's probably like a trial run of like hey we'll bring him in if he gives us a boost for the rest of this year maybe we can look at uh, signing him you know after this or extending him but to me this seems like their type of move to at least stay in contention for the wild card I don't hate it Uh, moving on here to Josh Hader. Are we in agreement here? We don't think he's going anywhere now. Oh no, I got to move. Okay. So are wait, are y'all staying? So Brian, I'm guessing you're staying. I, in San I Diego. think he's staying. I think he's staying in San Diego, even I, on his last yeah. leg of his contract. But I think he goes somewhere. I just can't pinpoint it if it's not a team that I've already said. <laughs> you know, it makes sense if it's the Dodgers, um, if he does leave. But I do think I'm siding with Brian where I don't think they, they really I, – I don't see him moving. It would be very fun to see him in an Orioles uniform. 
with that bullpen. <laughs> Could you imagine Cano, Bautista, and Hater coming at you in the seventh, eighth, and ninth uh, in a playoff Insane. game? <laughs> it doesn't Insane. matter who you started. You're done. Um, I do have him moving. Uh, have him moving back to the NL Central and going to Cincinnati. Ooh. I'm going to the Reds. Reds. Interesting. This would be like their, again, like their buy move that, you know, kind of helps with, like they have a young rotation that's actually pretty solid from uh, um, Andrew Abbott to Ben Lively, Graham Ashcroft, you know, a few other guys mixed in there. And you're waiting on Hunter Green to get better or to get Nicola healthy. Dolo. Nick Lodolo. Uh, you throw a hater in that pen for – even if you look at him and Alexis Diaz at eight and nine, however you need to flip those, that's tough to beat, you know, late in in games. Um, and Hater has shown that he can go two innings at times. So if you look at playoff situations, you know, maybe you run up against a team like the Dodgers who are lefty heavy where they're able to, you know, he's able to kind of neutralize some of those bats, you know, down the stretch. So, yeah, hater going to Cincinnati, unfortunately. I don't want to see him there. It's like seeing a Roger Chapman <laughs> show up back there again for us, but, uh, yeah. Um, Coots? Uh, I said, I don't think they – Oh, no, okay, yeah. they're like, they put – okay. Uh, all right, Lucas Giolito. This is where I think the Dodgers go. Yeah, that's where I got him going. Yeah, but I don't know why he yeah. just seems like a Dodger. I <laughs> I have no idea either. I don't know why. Is, I don't know seriously what it the, is. Whole, the first team that came to my mind when I read his name as well. Like, that has to be the most <laughs> sure that I am of any player going anywhere, <laughs> is that he's going to the Dodgers. <laughs> um, ding, ding, ding. And Lucas Giolito is the only one that's got a clean sweep from us on where he's going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, man. Uh, I've got – before we get to the final one, so we've got number two left on this list, and then I'm going to add two more, by the way. But we'll we'll, we'll try to make it quick. But I, I do have two more. Uh, Blake Snell – was number two on this list. Uh, he has basically been the best pitcher in baseball since June one. Um, by far, like he's given up less, like uh, less than a run per nine innings. Um, I, it, uh, I'm gonna let y'all go first. I don't know. I mean, it, it, I, I if I'm gonna stick with my theme of the Padres, then he's just gonna stay put. So I'm I'm just gonna roll with it. Right, that's what that's what makes it hardest because we did say the Padres were, if anything, gonna buy. So yeah, if I were to see Snell moved, let's go back to Tampa. But I don't think that happened. <laughs> if he might retire. If he does get moved, I think it goes to Texas. Yeah. The Rangers are right having them. Yeah. But for you guys, I'm leaving SD because you guys have (laughs) held true to that. Uh, But yeah, Texas Texas seems like 
they seem like they're going to be like the most aggressive at the deadline. And I hope in some ways that it doesn't come back to bite them, you know, from overbuying and you move some pieces that you probably look back and wish that you hadn't just from them being like ancillary type of guys. But um, it's him going to Texas. I can see them trying to make up ground that they've lost with the ground. Yeah. All right, uh, two quick ones. First, David Bednar. He's been quietly one of the best closers in baseball um, for the better part of like two or three years now. Uh, I think he's made now three straight all-star games. I feel like he's got to be on the move now that Pittsburgh just doesn't feel like they're contending. Um, would be Oof. interesting to see him in an Atlanta uniform. Um but but I am going to pin him with the Yankees. I he kind of he kind of stri- like reminds me of Jabba Chamberlain. So that's ever a good comparison, but <laughs> depends who you talk to Yankees wise. I think. I think David Bednar goes to the Rangers. Yeah. That just came out. Yep. I'm going with it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure, sure. He looks like he would fit in in Texas. Sure. Yeah, I was thinking I was thinking Rangers and then maybe the Giants, but then I was you know, the Giants don't really need another righty, so it's just I mean, I guess maybe if they want to stir things up for every day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because <laughs> like it's a like I'm sure David Benard is a nice guy. I know somebody that went to his alma mater, but I really don't care too much. So since I don't really care, I'm gonna send him somewhere else that I don't really care. Just like Oakland, Min- <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> like go to Minnesota. <laughs> Oakland's buying. <laughs> <laughs> now I wouldn't do him that dirty. Hey, go to Minnesota. Like He's going to the sure, Tigers. Just, uh, gosh, just stay in Pittsburgh for all of that. Just <laughs> no, but yeah, Minnesota the view. is where he's going. <laughs> um. All right. Lastly, I've, I'm pretty uh, hell bent on this one too. Uh, Dylan Cease. I've got him going to the Baltimore. Um. I feel like he's been linked there for quite a while now. Um. I I think Dylan Cease ends up in in Baltimore. I feel like C's it's gonna be somebody that one of the New York teams go get. <laughs> Whether that be the Mets after the season or now, or I was thinking maybe the Yankees hmm. go and get him. Him and Rodon look so similar if they if they allow both of them to keep their mustaches like Rodon's got, but uh I'll say so, one of the New York teams. Yeah, so, Coots for you, I'm just going to write NY. We don't know what yes. the third letter is. Why yes. is it, but it's NY. Yes. Um, I'm going to say he goes to the Dodgers in a package deal with Giolito. That'd be nuts. 
both of them. The prospects package there would like transform the White Sox. (laughs) Almost be equal to the Otani trade package. But I think that that's where he goes. Well, all right. Well, speaking of Shohei Otani, where's he going? Who gets to pick first? Mm, I do because I've been sitting on this all episode. Yeah, I was going to say, Brian's um, excited. <laughs> I have been saying this for the past three weeks. Guys, you said I, who I'm I have say. valid reasoning behind it. Coots, I don't know if I've told you this yet. I feel like I might have in the group chat. Maybe. I'm excited. Maybe. Because I've forgotten if you have. <laughs> I think Shohei Otani, despite being notorious for not doing anything at the trade deadline. I think Shohei Otani ends up in Baltimore. Ding, 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 ding. Why, do you may ask? The farm, the farm, the farm. They have so many middle <laughs> for no reason. They have nowhere for half of their farm system go to. So where are they going to go? To LA! Capitalize on this season that is the beginning, if not out of your window, yeah. by getting somebody, the best team sport athlete of our generation, uh, the decade, to try to win a World Series in this. It, it, they don't. I don't ex- expect them at all to keep him, but but do it for this next two three months. Do what you. Are you going Baltimore as well? Yes. Absolutely. Wow. I, I want I, – so the trade package that the Angels have released that they would like, right, is start with at least two top 100 prospects. Mm-hmm. If you take out Gunnar Henderson, okay, <laughs> you take so like out eight. Gunnar Henderson – that leaves the Orioles with seven top 100 prospects to work with. DL Hall is going to be gone at the deadline. That leaves, you know, Jordan, the likes of Jordan Westberg. That leaves Colton Kowser, Heston Kierstad, Joey Ortiz, Grayson Rodriguez probably won't be gone. Um, Jackson Holiday also probably won't be gone. So the last four that I mentioned on here are very likely to get traded. Let me get my two. Connor Norby and Kyle Stowers. I also think Taryn Vavra could be traded somewhere. I think it, I think it's going to be Norby, Stowers, and O'Hearn. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, O'Hearn. Ramon Arias. So, I, I don't know if we're looking at the same rankings list, but on MOB.com, they have eight in the top 100. Yeah, so he I, said that's, that's why I excluded, I excluded Gunnar Henderson. Well, I'm sorry, because he wasn't on this one. Because I, I guess he's already graduated. Oh, well, well this, when did this come out? This came so, out in, oh, sorry, so, January 26. So, yeah. Sorry. So they're, they're eight that are showing Jackson Holiday, Colton Kowser, Jordan Westbrook, Westberg. Hearson Kerstad, Joy Ortiz, Connor Norby, Kobe Mayo, and Samuel Basalo. Regardless, Those I get a lot of the names top that can go to the Angels. 
So that is why. And are the Orioles ever going to have any sort of chance of paying him this offseason? No. So why not try to go for the World Series? You have the second best record in baseball. And the farm to do it. So here's the thing. Like, and I got him going to Baltimore too. Oh, nice. But I think that that trade package looks different. I think that trade package looks different. Santander and Norby. No, I wouldn't go. Well, Santander, he probably would be a casualty of it as well. Ray but Lewis, out of their prospects, <laughs> out no, of their top 50, four, 50% of the uh, ownership in the Orioles. <laughs> <laughs> Instead Mark of a contract. Would that too. He would still blow that too. Um, <laughs> I don't think that Holiday, Kowser, Westbrook, or Herstad have to go in that deal. You could literally go, even if you go with those bottom four guys of Ortiz, Norby, Mayo, and Basalo. Basalo probably not because they have – I mean, he's 18 years old. He's got a while before he'll be there. Honestly, I think that'd be an open guy. I agree. But what I'm saying is is that you don't have to give up Holiday, Kowser, Westberg, or Kierstad in that deal and still bring in Otani. And here's the thing. I also think that they would be the type of team that can actually sign him long-term. I think they can sign him long-term. Because here's – so let's let's dive into it for just a moment. You know the last His, time that they signed a guy long-term for a lot of money? He, became, he was an all-star this year, wasn't he? That's he became <laughs> Chris Davis. Yeah, okay, but do we really think that Otani is going to be Chris Davis? You don't know I that. Feel like we didn't expect scared. Chris Davis to be Chris Davis. Yeah, I kind of seen Chris Davis turned into Chris Davis. Yeah, I don't know. He hit like fifty six home runs the year before. What yeah, if? But that he got paid basically off of like a year and a half of production. He hadn't been that guy before, and then they jumped on it. Which, if you ask me, there might have been some enhancements there, but I'm not going to throw that on <laughs> it completely. But um, <laughs> they have the money to. Because, like, just like you said, the last time they paid somebody that big was Chris Davis. That was, dang, we're almost close to six, seven years ago now. Oh, more than that. So let's say ten years span. Got to be, got to be eight or nine years now, probably. Yeah. So okay. So we can go Probably eight to ten years. They paid him. Yeah, let's go eight to ten years since they paid somebody. They don't have like none of their prospects right now have to be paid. So even if you look at an Otani's deal. I'm not thinking that he's going to get like a 13 or 14 year deal. I think he signed somewhere for about seven, maybe eight um, in that, because realistically he's probably only going to pitch for maybe five more years, maybe five on that, like going as a two way guy. So I think that with that, you can pay him for, seven to eight years because in the middle of that, that's where some of your other guys started to really get expensive, like uh, uh, Adley Rushman. Uh, Jackson Holiday will probably be there within that time frame, but he's still going to be a few years away from needing a real contract. Um, you just have so many other guys there that I think that they can sign him back long term um, because they know how much that's going to mean to their franchise. And if nothing else, it's a way to be able to stick it to the Yankees so they can't throw any money at them. Okay. Riddle me this. They get Otani at the deadline. 
mm-hmm. hypothetically win the World Series. Otani falls in love with Baltimore, but Baltimore doesn't pay him. They they keep him, but they don't pay him a contract for five plus years. Say it's three, four years, higher AAV, but mm-hmm. not something that they're strapped into like they did with Chris Davis. Extremely high AV for four, three years. And we don't see a 10-year billion-dollar contract. No. Yeah, could happen. That could that could be crazy. They'd have to yeah. do a lot to obviously win a World Series, make them fall in love with Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. so saying that like it's easy, but uh <laughs> it could happen. Like, could happen. I I think that it's very much a possibility that he gets traded there, but then not only that, that he signs for a, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't see him necessarily selling for four years, but I would probably say six years still obviously with a high AAV, um, but maybe not that 10-year deal. Like he's not going to sign, and I hope that people understand this, he's not going to sign a Bryce Harper or Mike Trout type of deal. Those 13 to 15-year deals, he's not signing that. He's going to sign probably a seven to eight because you're going to get him as far as a two-way guy realistically for maybe another five or six years. And then after that, you're going to reevaluate him as just being either a DH or an outfielder. If he hasn't gotten hurt by then, (laughs) you'd be crossing your fingers the whole time that he's not going to get hurt in that additional five, six years. Because he is like, even for him. On the field double, if you think about it. Yes, he's plays double and he's great at double. But mm-hmm. he's at risk double the time that everybody else double the map. Right. He's the <laughs> he's the highest injury risk because of his workload. Yes. That you're gonna for what have. we so love him you, for. Yes. And it's like, oh nope. Well, I if I'm a GM, I'm only looking at you know six seven years because I know what I'm gonna get from him on the mound, and then at the plate. Plus, he's already had TJ before. So that's going to lower it just a little bit. Um, but all in all, I think he goes to Baltimore. Baltimore has a wild summer uh, because they don't have to give up any of their top-tier prospects. Or put it this way, if the owners – I mean, if the GM and the owners make this trade and they give up any one of those top four, they made a mistake. Yes. They I agree. And I Unless you're going one for one, which I we, highly doubt. Were the people you were talking to, Brian, about this? Were they saying that there was no chance that this guy, what Otani, was going to go to? Uh, the no, I've I once I have voiced my reasoning for the Orioles. Um, it makes everyone sense. seems it, to be in agreement that it does make yeah. sense. So naturally, the Orioles won't even like offer a trade. Yeah, but <laughs> no, they'll go get their Kyle Hendrick. Kyle Hendricks. What's uh, fun though Lance is like Lynn. everyone can offer these prospects. And if they do get Otani and like just send a qualifying offer, and they, he doesn't accept, you get a compensation pick. What's the worst you what that What's the worst that happens? You get another top one hundred prospect out of it. <laughs> but would he be? I, I hope the or... Angels don't look at it like that. I really hope the Angels don't look at it because like <clears throat> if you all you get from Otani is a draft pick when you could have gotten okay, yeah, yeah, like that's when you could have gotten four. Four or they're two, not going to do that. Fifty to hundreds, like, but 
No, it's well, there's so thing. many people out there saying that Otani won't get traded. And if he doesn't get traded, that means the Angels are banking on getting signing him back, right? Yeah. It's bound to. It's bound to Which get traded. Wouldn't yes, he had he will be traded. He has to get traded. He will, he will he, be traded. Please, God, get traded. Right. And then during the offseason, we can go ahead and they can go ahead and trade Mike Trout and just start this thing off. Fix over. every yeah, yeah, fix everything <laughs> after that. That'd be a wild trade, uh uh. Uh, twist to the trade deadline is that they traded Mike Trout too. <laughs> well, this that deadline is so it much <laughs> package deal for Giolito and Cease, <laughs> and the rest of the. Uh, it would basically become the Chicago the Chicago uh, Angels because you would have to give up everything. Angels, Angels the Los did. Angeles Angels of Chicago. Chicago. Okay. <laughs> don't don't even have them switch stadiums. Just have them based out there but there is we got their minor league team here's the craziest part you're gonna get more for if they decide to trade trout let's say this winter they're gonna get more in return than they do for a tiny which is crazy to me i know we don't have time to go deep into this but i am curious i'm curious oh you, you want my explanation? Give me a very quick synopsis. Of what? Of why that oh, return. How they would get for... more for Trout than the best player on planet Earth. More years. More years that you're definitely going to have him as opposed yeah, to but how, the risk with of the Trout's too injuries and everything. He's so you're tough, not gonna, man. Right. But so you're still going to get because – Whatever team that is, they're going to feel like their medical staff is good enough to keep him on the field. You know what this feels like? We're turning this – it making me think of the Phillies. This is something the Phillies would do. Just get – find a way to get both of them. (laughs) They would. You know they would. I can see them definitely going to get I All I can think about is like, all right, who's the best team in baseball? The Braves. What if the Braves got Otani and Trout at the deadline? <laughs> if they hadn't, what would happen? It'd be the super team of all super teams. Would would baseball break? Like would... it would for a little bit. But just to finish on my synopsis, <laughs> you got go ahead, Goose. The funny thing is, we're just dreaming of them being on the same team, and they're already on the same team, <laughs> right? Just in a different city where it actually matters. <laughs> That is the that's the worst part of this. <laughs> like, imagine if these two really, really, really good imagine baseball if they were players played on, were on the same other. team at the same time. <laughs> All right, sorry, I didn't interrupt. World no, team, you're good. Right? Oh, oh, um, but no, that's that's just my thought process behind it. It's trade deadline, so yeah, you may get a slight overpay right now for Otani, but the haul that you would get back, or that you think that you would get back. For Trout, you're going to net more because some teams, especially Baltimore, they're not going to give you – you have a better chance if you're trading Trout to them in the offseason to get a guy like a Colton Hauser plus a Kirsten Kerstad. You have a better chance in getting one or both of those as opposed to Otani now with the trade deadline. Again, you're not going to get Holiday, Kowser, Kirstad, or Westberg. You're going to have to pick off of their bottom tier of guys because it's the trade deadline. And they can easily say, hey, you know what? We don't have to trade you, 
they go somewhere else, you don't get as good a return, and we still have a chance to sign him in the offseason. With Trout, you know you got him for like at least another eight to nine years. You're going to get more. I actually, when I brought up earlier, like let's not think that they can't offer him some sort of percentage of ownership in exchange for a lesser salary. You know what I'm saying? I saw I it is I have heard this somewhere. I saw I read it on something. I need to go find it. That you know the teams that don't have as much cap room, you know, another option could really be offering ownership stake in their franchise yeah. along with something on top. So yeah. that would that would bring in like just the most random teams into this that we don't really consider to have big payrolls and stuff. So that could get into the we could get the weeds of all that, but um yeah, that could be crazy. It, whatever's going to happen will be crazy, but um, let's just hope the Angels do the right thing. Let's hope. Um, but until Good. then, <laughs> buckle up, baseball fans, and trade deadline is this week. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I really, really hope that, one, you made it this far into the show, and two, um, the show didn't cut off halfway through. Oh, shit. <laughs> I forgot. So, yeah, so tw- I'm gonna find out when I 2016 uh, Chris Davis contract 2016. Yeah, so it was seven years ago. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna find out basically when I hit end on this as to whether or not this show will be short. And if so, sorry, <laughs> we're not re-recording. Right, you've um, heard the most entertaining. Give us synopsis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, gents. Well, enjoyed it, and uh, everyone enjoyed trade deadline week. Yeah. Yes.